that button. What do I do with my hands? I don't. I don't. I, whatever you want to do with your <laughs> hands. Okay, now we're going. The vehicle is in the drive position. It is. It's moving forward. Fantastic. We're going places. We are going places. So. Except at a stop sign. Well, this is a stop sign. You are correct. This is the best intros is when we're just jibber jabbering. It's That's the, right. It's the greatest. So welcome, folks, to another GD podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Guy DeMarco. And today I have with me a good friend of mine, Mr. Adam Morris. And we're going to sit here and we're going to jibber jabber on our way to his first PRS regional match. That Second. It's your second one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You went to Alabama. It's my first qualifier. It's your first qualifier. Yeah, it's his first qualifier. Whatever that means, by the way. We'll explain (laughs) it. Cool. So go ahead, introduce yourself. Give us, like, the origin story of Adam shooting PRS and uh, tell us who your main sponsor is. um, Let's see here. Hi, guys. My name's Adam Morris. Um, I've been shooting now for what? I've been hanging out with you guys for about two years. Yeah. Something like that, something like that. I've always been interested. Uh, I've always been a gun guy down here in the south, you know, shooting twenty twos and PB guns and shotguns and stuff. And I've always been interested in long range. But um, whenever you, before, like, I guess PRS was big, whenever you talk long range stuff to guys, it's usually just a bunch of turds. Because they're always mean and, oh, yeah, my wife can shoot better than you right now. And it always kind of like it was tough getting into the sport or anything like the sport just because it wasn't a very welcoming thing. And, you know, a couple years ago, uh, met some of you guys and it was a whole nother vibe, you know, and uh, somebody let me shoot the rifle for free. And that was probably the most expensive free shot I've ever taken. Yes. You know, it is. And then... uh shooting some of the 22 matches and uh, got invited to the grind uh, as an amateur and thought, hey, might as well take the shot with the regional series this year. See what happens. Is that what you wanted? Was that good? Yeah, that was pretty good. So, okay. like, like, where are you from? Like, where, where? I was born and raised right here. Okay. In this good old is, Pace, this, Florida. I was going to say, this is a podcast, this so they podcast, can't, so you they can't, can't see. see you pointing. If you he, close your eyes to here. and imagine a place called Pace, there you go. That's it. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> so, born and raised here. Um, what, uh, like, what are your hobbies? Did you shoot before? Did you hunt before? Did you fish? Like, um, how, how did you find... L- l- air quotes long range um i honest just hunting just hunting you know and fishing just the outdoor stuff camping and everything and then uh when uh you know all the stimulus stuff came in i changed up my arsenal and wanted a different hunting rifle to actually you want to know what all started uh i manufactured a form one suppressor and i wanted a hunting rifle with a threaded barrel and so um, one of the other shooters, uh, April and Joshua Walter, uh, always posted these crazy pics on Facebook of them shooting off this crazy stuff, and it looked like so much fun. So I asked him, you know, hey, you know, what kind of hunting rifle could I get with a threaded barrel? And uh, that's when it all began. Uh, they kind of mentored so it, me in the sport and brought me in. And then so that's when I met you, too. 
Oh, yep, super it's, quiet again. There I go. Yep, there you go. Yeah, you gotta you gotta say what you said just a second ago. So it's the Showalter's fault. Yep, it's the Showalter's fault. They got did it. it. Yeah. Got it. So how did you meet them? Like, um, uh, April and I actually went to school together. So we graduated high school together. Yeah, oh my yeah. God. We graduated in the same class, and then uh, so we were already Facebook friends. And um, she would always post pictures of her and Josh, and then it was interesting. And then I was just looking for a hunting rifle, and. Um, you know, they connected me with a guy who was selling his little Ruger RPR in 308, and that was perfect for what I wanted. And um, then they invited me out to a match, and that's when I took those free shots, and that's when I lost a lot of money. <laughs> I lost a lot of money. <laughs> You're not wrong. Oh man, because it. I guess. I guess the pain wasn't. It wasn't just center fire. Because that's when Josh was like, hey, go out to a 22 match, too. And that's when I met you. Yeah. And we wanted to get the wife and kids on it. Then my wife four, and both kids. Four rifles later. Four rifles later for 22. And uh, two sets of gear because y'all, y'all had to split us up. Yeah, you cost me a lot of money on it that was a, It was a time management. <laughs> it was a time management because we were slow. Um, but, yeah, I had to get two sets of everything else so uh, we could run on separate squads and um, but it's all good. It's all good. Um, it, it just, all the money I was going to use on a boat just went to, to, to other stuff. Yeah. But boats are money holes, Yeah, not rifles. Well, it's just, it's on standby. It's on standby. The boat's not another dreams yet. It's just, I got to stop spending money on gun stuff for a little bit. Yeah. I got to stop dragging you to matches. Is that what, <laughs> yeah. is that what you're telling me right now? Well, as long as you drag me to matches where we're carpooling, it's okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so... So you went to high school. So I didn't know April was from here. I thought yeah. she just moved around with uh, with Josh. But that's super funny that she is she is also from the Pace. Pace is the place. Pace is the place. Well, I guess cool people come out of Pace. Yep. I now know two people that are cool that came out of Pace. So that's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so originally started looking at it hunting, a hunting rifle with a threaded barrel because you did a form one suppressor and then you found some some center fire stuff and then you found yeah you know the i jumped into stuff. an altus match i was like you know i'll give it a try you know there's just something about uh, i guess what really captivated me was there's you know when i shot joss's rifle that was that expensive shot like i've never in my life watched bullet trace I've never in my life shot steel, and I've never in my life shot past 110 yards, ever. Wow. So, like, getting on that rifle behind that Razor, Razor Gen 2 and actually seeing the bullet trace and watching the explosion on the steel target, it was just, holy crap, that was amazing. Be like, this is awesome. Yeah, this is awesome. And I, I remember getting back in the car and said, honey, like... Found my new hobby. Yeah. I'm just like, all the dollar signs started popping. Like, I already saw it. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, but baby, I know it's going to cost a lot of money, but dang, that was awesome. That was, that but, was. But that awesome. was a lot of fun. That was. So your first match ever was an Alta Centerfire match it or Rimfire match? And I got third to last place. I got my teeth knocked in. But you weren't last. Well, that's because two other people disqualified. So. <laughs> but. But you, you know, wait, no, wait. Last. I'll take that back. I wasn't last because, I, you know, uh, out of the full scoring, there was one other person who got below me. So, there we go. 
So there you go. It's yep. it's it's a <laughs> learning curve. It's a learning curve. Yeah. So. I didn't do good at my first few matches either. Yeah, especially my very first match. I was actually on the same squad as Shannon Kay and um Wait, was group. your very first match the match that IMD'd at Altus? I'm not Where sure. Where we we shot on the new side? Yeah, and we shot on the new side. I don't remember. And it was that. A, like you had the tank traps and then like the PRS barricade was down um, over by the rocks, and it like we had moved the wooden PRS barricade all the way to the new side. I'll, I don't remember. I just remember the bus. That's what I remember on my first match. Okay. And I remember watching, like, um, there was another guy there with his son, and uh, they were sponsored by um, Federal, so that, that like, they, they were really good. And, and the son was just tearing it, the course, up. Oh, I do remember there was the hostage stage off the uh, the car. Okay. So, but, um, yeah. So I did not ring a lot of steel that day. Okay. <laughs> okay. I've, you know, I've had those days too. I've, you know, my last year when I started Volusia, I didn't have a good, I didn't have a good day either. So, I, I feel your pain. So, <coughs> you, you started with RPR in 308. Mm -hmm. How long did it take until you got a custom rifle well um i think really honestly once again the only reason i've come where i have on here is the same thing that drew that drew me into the sport it was just a group of guys who would was always willing to help always willing to pitch in um i think I think Shannon Kay won that match, and um, the barrel cert, they had two barrel certs from Proof, and they gave both the barrel certs to, to two new shooters, and I was one of them. Okay. And so, like, that, like, I, I've never been in a sport where somebody's just like, hey, here's you a $650 credit yeah. for a custom part. Yeah. And, you know, like I was blown away by that. And that just that really kind of solidified things for me on staying more into the sport because it's just it's the camaraderie from the guys that, that you know, they're, you know, mentoring new shooters, bringing people into the sport because it's the exact opposite of what I experienced when I was younger, like showing interest in right. hobby in long range shooting. And so, um, you know. It started off with that. We got into a couple matches. Leanne and I then went to the Gap Grind, was it two years ago, so 2021 or 2020. No, 2021. We went to the Gap Grind, um, and Leanna picked up a Impact Precision half-off cert. Oh, wow. So um, then, you know, I had a buddy – sitting next to me here, hooked me up with Timony and oh. <laughs> picked up a reasonably priced trigger and, um, you know, searched some of the, uh, and that's another thing, you know, Josh kind of got me hooked up with like the SoFlow, the uh, Facebook marketplace thing, or not the Facebook marketplace. Because, yeah, the Facebook. Because they're the devil. Yeah, but, you the know, Facebook, the Facebook pages, right? yeah. And um, ran across a foundation stock. And so, like, a $5,000 custom-built rifle, you know, costs significantly less just because of the, the help from all the guys around. And that's the only way I was able to put a rifle or put a rifle together. True that. And so it took me maybe a year. It took about a year. Okay. 
because it was um, probably four to six months after the gap grind before I got everything together. Okay. <clears throat> so what did you build that, that uh, what did you turn that proof barrel into? Um, like like ca caliber wise. Caliber wise, six dasher. Okay. Six dasher. And that's peer pressure right there. Peer pressure. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say that was probably Josh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and I'm going to be honest with you, though, I don't regret it, though. Like, I love my Dasher. I do. And if we get Leanna a rifle, um, which, by the way, that that's potentially the next possibility is because she went to one of your KYL matches. And because it's such a laid-back match, she just loved it. Awesome. Except for the freezing cold rain. But yeah, the Yeah, the rain was mighty cold yeah. that day. But if we put her together a Dasher, I mean... We'll just uh, just be a we'll pair get, of dashers. Yeah, just be a pair of dashers. You'll be dashing. Yeah. So and dancing. There you go. So you know, went to one or two uh, Altus matches, mm -hmm. and then ended up going to Gap Grind. What was your expectation going into Gap Grind 2020? As I mean, a novice. Well, 2021, I went in as the RO. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, so we went in and RO'd it, and um, that's, that's... Oh, so 2021, yeah. you RO'd it. So we walked the prize tables kind of as ROs, which... Gotcha. I love how uh, how m does that, you know, because ours put in, like, two days up there, and, you know, kind of us being able to get... That was that was pretty cool. And, and it really helped us build everything we needed for the sport. Right. And um, we got a pair of binos up there. Um, you know, a couple other little odds and ends. So uh, we put everything together from there. And then uh, 2022 is when I went and shot it. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if I really had an expectation. Okay. I think my expectation was don't suck. I mean, that's a pretty good expectation yeah, to have. I, I think that was it. Um, I tried not to focus. <coughs> I tried not to focus on, you know, scoring and ranks and everything like that because i didn't want it to kind of cloud my mindset and, okay uh, and so and, and i'm gonna be honest i don't even remember what i placed i think uh i think as a team we were 22 okay and then uh i know josh finished seventh i remember that he done he, he shot like awesome well josh is really good yeah so. and um i think it was was it in the 30s 40s I don't remember. Okay. So I know. Um, 30s of the AMs. Right of the AMs. Okay. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. No, I would. I would have. I would have not done well with that uh, pro course of fire. <laughs> with the pro course of fire. Yeah. Where well, there are one MOA targets like every freaking stage. So, um, but uh, I will say, like, I think the cutoff is 70 percent, and I think I shot like 70.82. So I barely disqualified myself <laughs> in the future. I was like, dang. Well, <laughs> if, I was, if it was 70.48, maybe you could have rounded down. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But um, I was like, dang, I should have dropped a couple more shots. But uh, it was it's all good. Well, now, I will say, like, I left thinking I shot bad enough. And then um, when I was on the fence about hopping in the amateur series, Josh was like, Adam. You shot too good, and I'm like, no, I didn't. I was like, I, I was, I was like a seventy point eight two, 
you know, I was I was point eight two bad enough. He was like, no, you were point eight two good enough. <laughs> it's like, oh dang. So, Whoops. Yeah. Oh well, is what it is, and that's when I just hopped in. I was like, no reason not to now. Okay. So, uh, you shot that match, and you shot a few other matches. You shot a bunch of twenty two stuff. You've done, been doing that with the kids. Um, and now this year you decided after some consult to get into the PRS regional series for the Southeast. Yep. And what, like, what was your thought process behind that as a new sheeter that's only been doing it for like two years and have only shot a handful of center fire matches and, um, probably what two two days or one two day now well i mean just the one two day oh just the one uh, two know, day that's, that's that was the gap grind was my very first two day okay so, so what what drove you to get into the the regional series well i guess it was just um it was my next step i guess okay you know just to challenge myself and try it um and i don't i don't think i had any uh huge motivation you know I guess, you know, because at this point, it's, it's we've got all our gear collected. It's not about the prizes or anything like that. It's just about the opportunity. And just to kind of, you know, test your waters just to see where you're at compared to some of the other shooters. Okay. You know, since a lot of your pro series guys still rock it through the uh, regional series. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're going to be running into some of them tomorrow. I can tell you that. Um, <coughs> and I guess that's part of my, like, my follow-up question to that is – like, with Altus no longer hosting PRS-sanctioned matches, like, was there a big difference in you or a motivation behind not yeah, you, not it, just shooting? It was a big leap. The PRS, or just not shooting the Altus stuff, shooting the Altus and the PRS uh, Southeast? Yeah, I mean, it's a big leap because, I mean, once again, since Pace is the place, I mean, that's pace the common the, theme here. Pace is the pace. You know, we're only about an hour from Altus. So, you know, the drive there, we wake up, uh, we leave the house by 6. You know, we get there uh, right by it, 7. Right when it's zero time. Yeah. Like. And, and, I mean, actually, we're usually there about 15 minutes early. So, technically, it's about 45 to 50-minute drive. And so, um, you know, that's, that's simple and and nice. But, you know, here we are. Getting on interstate to Mobile, we got what four and a half hours. Yeah, four and a half. Yeah, so a four and a half hour drive, and uh, that's the closest between uh, you know Gunline and Alabama Precision. Those are the closest ranges to this area. Yes. You know, for PRS Regional Series, and so like it, it just when you travel and you start talking about staying overnight. I mean, especially four and a half hours. You got gas. You got hotel. Like it took a. Uh, it was a bigger leap because of the expenses. Yeah. You know? 100%. And um, so. <laughs> like, ask me how I know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You and your peer pressure. Jeez. I know, right? Hey, at least I got us a free spot tonight. Um, <laughs> yep. I, yeah, I, I mean, I like that. It's, it's not like the membership to the to the one-day series for Centerfire stuff's like, like that was a no-brainer. That's I mean, like a hundred bucks. Yeah, they track your scores. Is whatever. it hundred bucks or was it fifty? I don't know how much it was. It's fifty. It comes with a free T-shirt though. It does. I'm so excited for my free T-shirt. I'm gonna call it my jersey. <laughs> we have we, Jersey Day at work. 
Ooh. I'm going to wear that to work and be like, yeah, this is my jersey. Yeah, what's up? My sponsors are on the back. My mom. My mom. And my wife. And my wife. And my paycheck. And you, Visa. Yeah. There's my sponsors. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I'd like to take this time to dedicate, dedicate this one to the sponsors. Um, Visa. Chase MasterCard. Uh, Thanks, Mom. My mom. Always believing in me. My wife for letting me go with God to these matches. And uh, she actually knows some of the prize tag, tags that you know come oh, with the stuff I buy. So exactly. my wife is my uh, executive sponsor. Executive um, sponsor. Yes. Is that what we call the platinum level? She is the platinum level sponsor. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Leanna, the most hottest sponsor on the planet. There you go, baby. Love you. See, there you go. Um, yeah, so, like, getting into this, like, there is more finances, uh, you know, more financial, I wouldn't say burden, for financial commitment going yeah, yeah. going and doing this. I mean, it's easy to, like, go do the one-day stuff at your local range. You know, you wake up in your own bed, you go to bed in your own bed. But, like, when you're four and a half hours away, like, I don't want to drive four and a half hours in the morning and then try and shoot a match. Yeah, yeah. And, like, be mentally focused. Like, you know, I'd rather funny story. I was going to do that for Alabama. Oof. For my very first one. Just to save because um, I didn't realize Alabama had, like, the discount codes with the hotels and everything. And we looked at a couple, and I'm just like, man, I'm not about to spend $120. I'm, I am cheap, okay? I'll, I will admit it. I'm not cheap. I'm You're fiscally financially conscious. Yeah, fiscally and, responsible. Yeah. I mean, you work at a bank. I'm going to be real. I was thinking about... Taking a cot and sleeping in the back of the truck at the Alabama Precision. Like, that's where my head was at. You were and getting then ready I was to like, I've up. never been there. I don't know what it's like. You're going to pull a, a, yeah. a another GD podcast exclusive and just yeah. crash in your truck. Yeah. I do and, it all the time. And, uh, like, I knew I was going to get there at 11, so I, I thought way too much about this. And so I was like, you know what? I've done the time. I was going to wake up at 1.30 in the morning, make the drive, shoot the match, and then drive home. That was that's what I was gonna do, and my wife was like, mm, "No, you're not." That, yeah, that's a bad. That's she a bad. She kicked me out of the house. Flag Let me take on the, the SUV. Yep. And uh, you know, yeah, kicked me flat out. So, still worked out though. Still yeah. Worked out. So we got a financial financial investment coming to these matches, and then just like, you know, you got powder, primer, bullets, you know. Um, I try to mentally forget about that that price commitment. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I, I buy the bulk with taxes, and then I just I forget how much it cost me during taxes because it didn't hurt during taxes. It doesn't hurt during taxes. Yeah, I mean we're about to go somewhere and pick up a bunch of once fire dasher. So oh we are. I mean oh, okay. I plan on it. I'm game. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so so here we go. More financial investment. Yeah. Um, and I still got to get some bullets. So oh god, I need some more bullets. Yeah, you're telling me. Um, I added up how many how many rounds I need for this season, and it is a lot. It I have to re- yeah, I have to rebarrel my gun this season too. Yeah, so I have to send it back to. I'm MPA definitely going to have it. to do that since um, since my very first gift certificate turned into a um, paperweight, a Darwin Award for Adam. D- but like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's a reason why magneto speeds don't come with a round rod to ensure that uh, your bore isn't going to come in contact. The bullet's not going to come in contact with the bayonet via the bore height. It comes square for a reason. Don't stick a rod down your barrel. Nope. 
Thou shalt not do don't, that. Don't that do that's in the book of second opinions. Dude, that's the that's in the book of facts. <laughs> it is not going to work out well for that gun barrel. Um, yeah, I sent Adam a video of us trying to get it out today, and I still didn't get a chance to watch it. It huh? did. It didn't work. I I told when you watch it, you're going to be like, yeah, that was very underwhelming, and I'm like, well, it's that that's what it does. Yeah. But so, what? Uh, what was your first match of the year this year? So it was the uh, Alabama Precision match. That okay. Was, uh, that was what, two weeks ago? Yeah, February 18th. Okay. So I think there was a total – I thought there was a little over 100 shooters were on the scoreboard. I think they only worked out to like 93 or so, somewhere mm-hmm. around in there. And um, met some great guys. I, I went out there. I was kind of like – you know, you get a little nervous when you go somewhere and you don't know anybody. Right. I think the only person I knew was Buddy Miller, which – Fortunately, you know, Buddy was one of the ones that actually kind of helped me get in because uh, I signed up too late. So shout out to Buddy Miller. He's 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 the bomb. And um, but but he's all I knew. Right. And uh, even it's, it's, it's great when you can go out to a squad and um, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't remember the guys names, but just a great group of guys. I, I know I, I know some of them definitely were pro shooters because I've seen them. I saw them at the grind. I saw them at all to some matches. Um, you know, like the uh, the Accuracy International match, they're definitely the Jersey guys. Yep. Um, and their sponsors are definitely not their mom and their wife. So, <laughs> um, you know, and uh, so th- that's the group of shot with still a great group of guys. And uh, so it was a fun time. It was a great match. So what was your what was your favorite stage of that match? Like give us a little stage breakdown and then do the same thing for the stage that – you wish you could either reshoot or you just didn't like in general. Well, uh, see here. I mean, there was some really good stages. Um, I have to say my favorite stage is the only stage I cleared just because I cleared it. See, that's and 90% of the people that I asked are like, <laughs> oh, it's the stage that I cleaned. And, and I think, honestly, it was just a, a perfect storm came together because the wind just – I mean, I was only like one of two or three people that cleared the stage. It was the stage in the – and the Con X, and I want to say targets were right around 400 to 600 yards. I don't remember exactly, but um, I was, I went into that stage 100% prepared to time out. Okay. Because, I mean, you've got five windows, two positions per window in 90 seconds, and unless you have got your movements down uh, and your target acquisition down, you're going to time out. And so my mindset going into that stage was, all right, I'm going to focus on impacts over time, you know. And so when I'd done my windows, I had that same plan. Like I'm not going to just jump all of them to be really quick. I'm going to I'm going to take the most stable windows first, maximize my impacts, and um, that's when things started scooting pretty good. Uh, okay. First couple windows, I got solid impacts. I saw the the direction that my target was rocking. Was able to make some good corrections on it, or at least stay on target. And um, you know, got through the couple first couple of windows really quick. I was like, okay, that wasn't bad. Went to the third window still quick. I was like, all right, I think I can do this. So, um, you know, changed my strategy a little bit and uh, adjusted my windows on the fly to maximize my time efficiency. And I think my last shot left me with like 0.4 seconds left on the clock. So, luckily, I made that adjustment on the fly. That was the only way I was able to. Uh, to clean that stage keep cranking through it yep um the one stage i wish i can reshoot 
was me and um, my stinking uh, barrel obstructions. Uh, I had one round that crept through. My son was helping me reload, and uh, I'm all about getting him in the game too and him, you know, into just everything around the sport. So he was helping me reload, and we missed one round with a, a powder drop. Okay. And so I had a squib load, and I was on shot number four, shot number five. I already had two impacts, and it was a tough stage. So I think the only thing that kept me in the game was, you know, everybody else on my squad was getting like threes and fours. You know, a couple, you know, a couple even got down there with me in the twos. Um, but what sucks though is I couldn't finish that stage. Right. And I knew I could have probably at least got the last two shots, on, or at least one of the last two shots on the uh, the Ipsic at like 700 yards and maybe a couple more bowling pins because it was your, one of your bowling pin stage. Mm. And um, I went in like, you know, previous bowling pin stages, I mean, your priority there is windage and can't. Like, you yeah. got to make sure. So I got set up, got stable, triple checked my can't, made sure my windage was good and was, you know, correcting my windage. So I, I think I could have walked away with more impacts if I could have finished that stage. But you know what? It's all good. Good learning curve. Um, changed up my process and reloading to ensure I don't ever have that again. And what did you what did you do? Uh, you said that you guys probably missed uh, a powder charge, and I kind of talked to you about this um, last weekend. But um, you think it was like when you changed from seeding bullets to him seeding yeah, bullets what it or was, something like that. So what if what have you done to ensure that well, that just, doesn't happen? just so it doesn't happen again and, and that's what it was logan uh he would do the the powder drops for me and then he'd get tired of that and then he would want to do the the bullet seating and so it's just going to make sure that next time whenever we're alternating that we're uh we're a little more cognizant of um where we're at on which which round we're loading and everything like that okay and so uh just just in you know but I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I even got home and really talked to him about it. Okay. Because that's that's a mental error on me too. I'm the overseer on that. So right. I kind of took the, I took the, uh, the concerns on that. I took the blame on that one because uh, I could have paid more attention to it. And it's right. just we'll have to have uh, a little better system down if he helps me again. Right. Okay. So. Um. So if you haven't picked up on it by now. It is the 3rd of March. Tomorrow is the 4th. It is the Gunline uh, Regional Qualifier tomorrow. And Adam and I are in the, in the Hyundai wagon, and we're headed that way. We're, we're headed out to, to Gunline. We got four hours left, and we're making a beeline out there, and we're going to shoot this Regional Qualifier. Um, what have you done to prep, practice, dry fire routine? What have you done to get ready for the match tomorrow? I mean, ultimately, uh, I hadn't had much time to do the, uh, the dry fire training. I wouldn't mind doing some of that tonight at, uh, at our, our go-to spot would be nice, but if we can, it's all good. But, um, the 22 matches though, I mean, we're fresh off that last weekend. Yep. Um, took a nice slice of humble pie from that and uh but you know just you i i leave in that range i kind of 
look back at my mental mistakes, look back at my mindset, look back at how it could improve and, um, you know, reflect it on that. I think that's kind of a big deal, you know, because a lot of times I'll use those 22 matches as practice, right? cheap practice. And, um, you know, I got a rifle that's similar to to this to my to my dasher right so um you know it it, you you kind of get that muscle memory with it uh practices stability so a lot of times i'll shoot my 22 much like i shoot my dasher just so i get that continuous practice okay and um you know we we have a tank trap off the back out the back and fortunately i have a big open field uh in the back and so a lot of times I've got like my target points, uh, just some little items, some natural, you know, like uh, there's a telephone pole laying on the ground with a metal piece on the end. It makes like a little tiny target. Yeah. So, you know, just using that tape trap, using the different positions just to kind of get that dry fire training in. Um, and uh, I wouldn't mind kind of like what you got, though. Yeah. The indoor dry fire. Yeah, training the indoor system. dry fire. That's pretty sweet. It's pretty sweet. But uh, I've been able to, you know, use the backyard and keep away from that for right now. Yeah. So. Um, so you talked about doing the reflection thing. Have you given any thought to keeping a, a match log or a match journal or writing stuff down as you're um, coming off the stage? Like, we all have our process, right? Like yeah, yeah. Checking your dope, checking your parallax, making sure your mag's loaded. Like That's a good idea. I like doing that. all of that stuff, making sure your dope's checked. Like, we have our pre-stage. We have our process of actually shooting the stage. And then, like, post-stage, like, making sure you got all your brass, reloading your magazine, yeah. wiping off your dope card, checking what the dope is for the next stage, reloading magazine, all that other stuff. Like, I kind of showed you what my process was as far as, you know, writing down the number of impacts I made, how many shots I took, um, and then going and uh, writing down just a couple of notes like, hey, started straight up, needed point two right of wind. Or I know I had a bad press, so I can write down bad press or mm-hmm. unstable or whatever it was. Whatever was going through my head post-match or post-stage, that way I can look back and reflect on it not be like crap what did i get like how did i how did that one run i'm actually gonna try that this time i haven't done that yet um i haven't uh really put down a notes for it i do like that idea buddy miller kind of challenged me on it on the uh, last uh the alabama precision match on our way home you know we went over all the stages just talked about and you know he kind of shared his process of how he does that too and i like that okay Uh, i will say though one of the things that wasn't necessarily practice, but I took a good bit of time this week and I actually wrote up wind dope cards um, to better my wind game. Okay. Because I dropped probably, I dropped 32. Sh- oh, by the way, the Alabama match was also the first time I started counting my, my misses. Okay. So I went from stage to stage keeping track of my misses. I had a grand total of 32 misses. Four misses were um, targets in the shadow. Um, I love my strike eagle. Sometimes my strike eagle uh, with a glass, a, a target will just kind of soak into the soak berm. into the to the shadow. 
I had four misses on that. And then, um, of course, I think I had a total of probably eight misses and not being able to finish that stage. But the rest was dedicated strictly to wind and uh, unstable positions. There was one stage off of a, uh, like a cattle guard that just was not very stable. And uh, I think we all struggled with stability. But um, I really wanted to up my wind game. So I went in, I did a lot of research, looked up a few guys on, on finding your gun number. And uh, I'm going to try that approach. Okay. Uh, I think I'm shooting, you know, according to my Kestrel, I'm shooting about a five. Okay. I'm shooting a five, but that just, I don't know. I, I don't feel that's right for my Dasher. I feel like my Dasher is a little more of a six because it, it bumps wind pretty decent. Okay. And so um, I actually looked up, you know, kind of done some math and had some, some no-brainer calculations written out on a dope card that I'm going to keep on my tripod. And um, I'm going to try to uh, to really hone in on that and pay attention to that this weekend and see if that improves my, uh, my wind impacts. Okay. Uh, let me challenge you to this. So you kept saying you're counting your misses, right? Mm -hmm. Now. And I did keep track of that on my uh, matchbook, too. Okay. So. So you're counting your misses, right? Mm-hmm. Do we want misses or do we want impacts in this game? We want impacts. Okay. So to put a positive number in your head, okay. why wouldn't you count your impacts instead? Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Right? So I, I – Well, it, it was kind of a positive thing because, you know, the, I always hear these other guys, yeah, I've only dropped this many, you know, and I, I've always dropped too many to count because – <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair so enough. it was it was a positive note that you know it finally I I dropped. It was a number you could count to. Yes. Okay. That's right. Okay. So me and the count off Sesame Street were tight enough to where I could actually count my misses on the last one. <laughs> you know what? That's not that's not half bad. So yep. our mutual buddy Showalter Josh over there, he. Him and I went back and forth last season uh, as far as the military shooters go. Um, him being active reserve or whatever he is or however it goes or whatever. Um, me and him always competed back and forth, like razzing each other. I beat him once. He beat me a handful of times because um, he's real good. And I still think it was great when his wife beat him that one time. Oh, God, it was amazing. <laughs> um, go, April. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just love the Photoshop that Mike did. That was uh, funny. That was great. So he talked to me about um, the book with Winning in Mind. So I finally got it, and I listened to it. I remember hearing him talk about that. Do, he is all about that book. Is all he? about that book. Um, and I've actually started implementing some of those things as well uh, when it comes to like goal setting and things like that. Um, so... You always want to talk in a positive um, positive outlook on yourself. Be like, I didn't drop 10 shots on the match. I earned 90 mm. shots on the match yep. for a 100-round 100, 100 match. Because, oh, I dropped 10, I dropped 10, I dropped 10. You're thinking about dropping points. Yeah. You're on the good that, got that negative focus. Exactly. Negative focus versus positive focus. 
So that's something that I've been trying to do. Well, that a beat little me bit. up Sunday. Yeah, it did, and it yeah, started it to beat me up. But you know what? Like, I needed that. You I, were really I, negative on Sunday, and, and I needed to. Be, I needed that because leaving and reflecting, it was like, you know what? I need to. I need to have a a different mindset. Like it. It. Yeah. That and and so I'm actually kind of glad I. Um, uh, you know, like I said, that was my humble pie right there. You were being a Debbie Downer? Yeah. And and it just, it really, and Leanna kind of, you know, got on to me about it coming home too. And I was like, you know, it just, when it, because when you do get in that negative atmosphere, your anxiety level goes up, um, you know, you're a little more tense and it, it makes you, um, it, 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 it brings you down as a shooter. Yes. It brings you down in performance. And so, um, you know, and, and I think that's why I find that I do better at matches when I go in with low expectations. That sounds terrible. It, sound, it, but, it but sounds terrible. It does. But when I go in saying, you know what, what's the, what, why am I here in the first place? Like when I got in this sport, I got in it to have fun. Right. I got in it to, for the camaraderie, enjoy being around the guys. Like, you know, my expectations to come out here, give it my best, you know, make it in the top 50. That's an acceptable number. To, probably not for you. Like, it's, it's probably not for you. But it, for me, I'm, I'm good. If I get in the top, if, if I get in the top half, I'm, I'm half good. Okay. <laughs> So in, top, in anything so top, above top fifty percent of the field, not yeah. not fiftieth place, top fifty percent of the field is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Top fifty percent, and you know, and, and if I get, if I do better, great. If I do worse, hey, you know, road trip. We're hanging out. We look like uh, helicopter pilots driving down the interstate right now. We do. We look very. On. We look very official. Uh, I think whenever we pass people, we should totally just like uh, eyeball them. Just yeah, like, just be like the eagle has landed. Yeah, <laughs> just, just stare at them. Eagle one, we have passed a Kia. So, so anyway, so for those that can't, those squirrel. of you that can't see us, we're wearing <laughs> very expensive boom mics, like high production value. The ones that they wear for like broadcasting audio at like football games and stuff these are like yeah. really really fancy audio technicas baby yeah they're i do like these they're sweet yeah i have two i'm more. a sennheiser guy too though but two audio technica is really good two more at the house i can hook all four channels up yeah that's a pretty dope machine you got there too yeah the wife bought it for me for christmas it's Aww, amazing that's sweet well she asked me what i wanted and i told her oh yeah and I got this from John Pinch from VP Precision. So you know what my wife got me for Christmas? I don't think a that's jacket appro- that I purchased. Oh, nice! I was going to say I don't think it's appropriate <laughs> for the podcast. Um, uh, no, that was uh, never mind. I know what you got for your birthday, though. Um, so, so going back to it, like, what's your, what's your, like, what are your goal? What are your shooting goals? Like. So I did a whole podcast, like, revamping or, like, recapping last season and then what my goals for this season are. And season update, I am not meeting those goals Yeah. at the moment. Well, you've got some ambitious goals, too. Dude, I got some and, freaking you know, lofty ones. Maybe, maybe that just, you know, goes with our, our levels. 
Yeah. You know, um, I'm not at your level. Okay. All right. So, I mean, that's a fair assessment. Yeah. Um, I, I'm I'm coming into the regional series, my very first regional series, and um, I would like to finish. And by the way, I'm still kind of, you know, on the moon about like having my own page. That's yep. pretty freaking cool. Yeah, that's I'm pretty dope, lies. right? That, is that was cool. worth that was worth whatever the that entry was fee was. That was worth the fifty bucks. And um, it's like, hey, mom, see what your sponsorship did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know. Uh, and then, you know, it's just, that's cool enough. Along with a t-shirt though. It's got to yeah. come with a your t-shirt. Jer- your jersey. Slash jersey, yeah. But um, it, my expectation level, once again, it's, you know, I'm trying to, to keep the modest expectations so that my head stays positive. Um, I, I want to be that shooter who is going to enjoy the match. I don't want to be Sunday. Sunday, that Debbie Downer. Like, so coming in, I would love to finish out in the top 100 if that's a if that's a, a manageable goal, okay, in the southeast, that would be cool. Um, I think I'm at like 125 right now because you know we've only and got you've the, only shot one match. Yeah, and um, I got in the top 30, or I was 30 or 31st for the regional series um, at Alabama. I was over the moon on that too because like, so I you was were expecting you were top 50. That was my goal, and then I came in thirtieth, and I was like, "Whoa!" Okay, that's so you awesome. came, so you came in thirtieth, and you're currently you came in thirtieth on that match, and you're currently a hundred and twentieth place as far as the open standings for the Southeast right now. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure I understood that right. Yeah, I think it's like a one twenty two, one twenty five, somewhere in there. Okay. So it's in the nosebleed section, but still, <laughs> you know, I still got my cool webpage though. So <laughs> hey, that's all that matters. You got yeah, a cool webpage. That's it. That's it. I hate this bridge. I got in a car accident on this bridge. Many, oh, you many did? Mo- yeah, many many moons ago. And go hang out with Harrison that way. I, you're not wrong. He is up that way. Yeah. So. Sounds like your goal is to be top fifty in top fifty percent of the field at each one of these matches that you go to, mm-hmm. and then try and break top one hundred for the season for open shooters in yeah. the southeast. And, and it would be cool to go to to the regional finale. Okay, I, I think that would be a, a really nice experience to conclude the season with. Um, I don't, I don't, you know, this is my first time, so I don't know the like how ambitious of a goal that is. But um, I would assume that's pretty ambitious. I don't want to like crush your crush your dream yeah. or pop your bubble. No, it's okay. I don't think they don't. So they don't send out invites like they do for nationals. So right around the the October September October time frame, everybody starts posting. Oh, I got my invite to nationals. Oh, I got my invite to nationals. I I the two years that I've been doing it, I have not seen that that email go out saying hey regional, yeah. you've done so good you're now re- different regions might do different things i don't know yeah but yeah i think you told me that a couple weekends ago i haven't seen that in the southeast but, i mean so even if i get to go it'll still be a nice ending for the year yeah for sure like see how you actually st- stacked out because your your points are basically double at that point yeah so like instead of 100 points for the match there's a possible 200 points for the match yeah. um and i was lucky enough um and shot well enough to to win the you won production didn't you? production last year, and 
I'm not going to say it was by a big margin. I only won by two shots for my division. Dang. But it's those two shots that, that two counted. Those two shots that count, yeah. Because um, Hunter had the same – we both went in with 300s. So it could have, like – it could have come down to the tiebreaker. It was that match. Yep. It was literally that match. I was. Yeah, you definitely it. could not go into that with my mindset. No, like, <laughs> and and I kind of I talked about it before, but I was like, I mean, even this match tomorrow. So everybody knows me as the 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 okest RO in the southeast. It's kind of a joke because I didn't win. Yeah. Um, the RO of the year at nationals, so we say I'm the okest RO in the Southeast or the RO of everyone's heart. Like it's you a, are a pretty okay. RO. It's, it's a good joke between me and a bunch of my shooting friends and I enjoy it. So when I go to these matches, everybody is like, Oh, guy will be the squad mom. Guy will run the iPad. Be like, I need to kind of, I'm, I'm still, I still RO. I still like to RO. I still like helping out, but I need to get a little bit better about separating the, the RO guy from the shooter guy yeah um when i show up to a match i'm there to shoot the match and i'm there to do my best because yeah sometimes some of that stuff does does affect my shooting like i have to rush to get all my stuff put back together so that i can get back on glass and ro the next guy yeah when i should be thinking about my next shot process reading wind making sure that my mags are loaded all that other stuff yeah and, and I think it helps around. you get your process down. And, yeah. and I think this is like we're talking about my expectations, right? Like how do I, you know, what my expectations are. I think the reason I hold those expectations is because when you get to that line and your RO says load and make ready, I think the reason I keep that mindset is because whenever I want that buzzer to go off, I want nothing in my mind. Okay. I want to literally have a blank mind. I'm not concerned about how many shots I need to get this. I'm not concerned about, you know, I go in with a mindset, all right, like the, the, the connect stage. I go with a mindset of what I'm supposed to do. I know what I'm supposed to do. I know the course of fire. I know my dope. I know what my run calls will be. But when I want the buzzer to start, I, I need a clear mind so that when I go into each shot, my mind's not in a hundred different places. It's right. collected on one thing. And so, and, and I've noticed by doing that, my anxiety level's down. I'm calm. I'm relaxed. I'm watching my impacts. Because if I'm so focused on time, Josh had to get on to me about that. But if I'm so focused on time, I'm not watching my shots. I'm, I'm mentally anticipating where I need to go from there. And if you if you're not paying attention to your shots, you can't you can't see your misses and you can't make your corrections. Okay. So, um, you know, you shoot better when when you can get up to that line and you have a blank, cleaned out mind. It's just my only focus is what's going on here, what's going on now, and in the stage that's in front of me. Not the end of the day. Not how many drops I've had, uh, met, or, you know made. Um, not how well I'm doing in the standings. And um, I had to remind myself of that Sunday. Okay. So we'll see how it goes. Um, so you shot Alabama. You're about to shoot gun line. What else are you planning on shooting as far as one days go? Well, um, I'd like to uh, go back. We're going to go back to Alabama on the 18th. 
Um, I'd like to shoot them enough to, because they got their own little season finale. Okay. So I'd like to be part of that, uh, just to try things out. And uh, still want to go back to Altus. Altus is kind of your home range. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. 100%. My heart will always be in Dixie, or my heart will always be in Altus. Your heart will always be in Pace. <laughs> yeah, heart will always be in Pace. Um, you know, they're a great group of guys up there, uh, and I always enjoyed shooting it. And their course of fire is just different. Yep. You know, you got a PRS course of fire, um, you know, it's it's going to be by the book. Uh, I don't think Altus always does it by the book. <laughs> right. I mean, they're not PRS affiliated this year. Yeah. So uh, last year or or this year. So if they want to run um, big, small, big's worth one point, small's worth two points, they can do that. And they, they had a bunch of those. Yeah, um, and then you're gambling KYL. Yeah, you, your true KYL, um, miss a target, lose all your points. Like, that's a real thing. That's the only reason I've done so good at the last Altus matches is all you good Cause, shooters. Because like. we all risked it. I didn't <laughs> yeah. even risk it. It was the second target, and it dropped off right i'm so, so mad i took one shot at the second to smallest i was like all right done i'm good i'll take my six while everybody else takes their zero yeah, yeah boy buddy so. tried to run it got a zero mike tried to run it get a zero yeah all the big guys did like there was like 12 zeros for that stage <laughs> yeah i mean and then the very last stage that we shot was the um the cattle gate with the two small targets and the two large targets out in the field and I ran for it, and I think I got a 16. And then John Green went up there and did the whole thing and went 10 for 10 and got 20 points on it. And that's how I ended up beating Buddy, um, which I honestly – I didn't I didn't think Buddy was going to be beatable. But here we are. Um, so shoot a couple of Altus matches this year. Shoot Alabama Precision on the 18th there are any other um matches uh, you're going to try and go to i, I mean i'm going to try to make as many of the altus matches as i can because i mean it's home range and then yep. um let's see here i think i mean if i shoot the two uh alabama precision matches i think you shoot two of their uh their standard season matches then you qualify for their their finale of course you could always just show up at the finale but yeah i wanted to shoot enough just so i can qualify and be part of the finale and the the, the standings there and um I think that's about it. Um, uh, I, I want to try to make sure I properly balance um, the season and uh, family time too. Okay. And so, uh, and plus, summer shooting sucks. <laughs> 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 oh, maybe not up north. Man, all you northerners. Oh, it's so hot. It's 80 degrees. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to me. With zero humidity. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Down here and then. 110 degrees and 1200 percent humidity and that 1200 so, is accurate we measured know, it yeah. it's you know last july we have a holding pond out behind our work uh, and i watched a hobbit throw a ring in that holding pond last year <laughs> <laughs> nice nice product nice nice movie movie placement there did you like that i did um so how do you like so that's something that I self-admittedly and the wife will, like, jump up and down about is the, <laughs> the balancing the, the, the family time. Um, mm-hmm. how, do you, how do you find yourself balancing work, family time, and then your, 
your desire to go shoot matches? Well, because I, I kind of talked you into this one last minute. So yeah, well, I mean, I was already going to Altus, and so, um, but I corrupted you and stole you yeah, away you from did. the, the yeah, season did. opener. Yeah, because something about the mathematical equations of a qualifier. I don't know. I still don't get it. Um, but got to shoot multiple qualifiers to get the best qualifier, and all the other qualifiers you just qualify with. Yes. But um, uh, I want to try to put as much energy and focus with the wife and kids as I do with the shooting. If okay. Actually more, you know. Um, just because, I mean, that's – so so how do you how do you do that like so those words sound super fancy but i'm a real i'm a real smart dumb guy so like how well uh, draw it and cran for me (coughs) sorry about the cough but um no i mean it's just shooting's a great sport it's a sport right it's um, and, and, you know, it's, it's got somewhat to it. It's, it's a way of life too. You know, it, it gives you that shooter's mindset that you, you, uh, and, and it's, it's a great lifestyle and it's a great, um, you know, thing to be part of. But, um, I mean, my wife's my wife like that. She's always going to take priority. Dude, that water is high. Yeah. It's uh, it's a little choppy today too, but, um, she's going to be there with me through thick and thin you know, if right. all works out, you know, and she'll always be there for me and I should always be there for her. We made that commitment and vow. So, um, but then on the same side, the kids, I mean, that's, that's your legacy. Like when, when not to get grim and deep here, but like when we leave this earth, those kids are going to be the legacy that we pass on. And so, um, you know, how are they going to remember us by? And so I, I devote time and energy and to them so that our relationship is strong and healthy, you know? And it's just like, uh, if you want to be healthy in your body, you got to eat the right stuff. You got to do the workouts. You got to do stuff like that. You go through the motion, you put in the time, the energy and the passion behind it. And, um, so you take that time, energy, and passion you put in, you know, whatever your passions are, you put it in your wife and kids and, and you, uh, you try to just be in tune to, to them as well. Like, uh, you know, uh, Logan and Natalie both like the outdoors, hiking, fishing, or the woods, you know, going out, camping, whatever. So, you know, you pay attention to them. You find what their fascinations are. And you give that time and energy to them just like you would anything else. And uh, there has to be that balance. If there's an imbalance, you know, then uh, there's going to be malnourishment somewhere. So you got to keep that balance. Okay. Does that help? It does. Is that what you were looking for? Yeah. Can you give me an, a specific example? Like, so, like you said, you pour that hobby or that passion into into the wife and kids. So that's obviously like going to Gap Grind um, with the wife. That's yeah. going to the NRL. And what's nice about that is she loves that. They're, she right. loves the grind. That is our yearly that's going to ultimately turn into our yearly weekend getaway okay like she's she's kind of been on the fence about shooting that as an amateur this year but even if she didn't we'd go to ro yeah just because i mean it's fun man you get out there with all the people it's just a fun awesome experience 
Um, and, and, you know, we're lucky enough that, uh, you know, the, the wife and kids enjoy the sport too. So that's where the 22 comes in. Right. You know, we go shoot the 22 as a family, but, but I mean, even sometimes you just got to step outside of the gun stuff, you know? And, um, and, and actually I'll go ahead and tell you, how about this? My family focus for the year, right? Um, our men's group at church is doing a, a focus on, on intimacy with God, but that also applies with the family. Okay. Um, of having, uh, you know, having like that emotional connection, that one-on-one time is what it really refers to. Okay. Having, so having one-on-one time with your wife, having one-on-one time with your kids. Um, so Natalie likes to hike or something like that. Um, we're going to have her mom and son go do their thing, and me and Natalie's going to go do our thing. Okay. And we're going to have some one-on-one time. And that's I, I talked with Leanne about it actually today coming back that uh, on these weekends off, like that's where the focus is, is giving the one-on-one time with our kids to build those relationships. Because, I mean, think about it. I mean, you look back at um, some of the relationships you had with your parents, what times stick out the most, when you're in a group or when you're sitting there one-on-one with them? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so um, I want to build that energy in it. So. Interesting. Got nice just, and deep there for you. Huh? You did. And I'm sitting here like running through everything in my head now. I'm like, oh, man, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, I just don't want any regret. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So w- whenever my time comes or whenever the kids move out, I don't want any regret. Okay. So. Yeah. And like, I mean, I've been hitting it really hard the beginning of this year. Um like really hard like i have this match the next weekend i have um the mpa two day which is the first two day of the year and then i have the next weekend off and then i go tdy for work to virginia for a week and then i come back and adrian flies to delaware to go spend a week with her friend and then she comes back we're home for two days then I go to Louisiana, and then the next week I go to Alabama Precision. And then I get – and then I have almost um, – no, because then we have an Altus match the next weekend, and then the the finale for the 22. My brain 22. Hurts just listening to your schedule. <laughs> oh, dude. I actually had to mi- – I'm actually missing a work event because I forgot about – like it was, it was on the house calendar, but it wasn't on like my phone calendar. So like, yeah. So it was just a, a cluster. So yeah, I'm like, well, uh, I talked to my boss. I was like, I can't go on this trip. She's like, what's up? And I was like, uh, the wife already has her trip planned. And I thought it was on the other weekend. She's like, well, why can't you go the other weekend, the other week? And I was like, cause it'll be a Ravens challenge. And she's like, okay, not a big deal. But like, yeah. That's a nice boss. Yeah, she's she's awesome. She's probably one of the best bosses I've had. Um, <coughs> super laid back, super understanding, and this is probably what this is a really good shop for me to be in because everything is so family focused. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, hey, you got something? Take care of the family. Hey, you got something? Take care of the family. Or what can we what can we help you with? Oh, you got something? You can't go on this TDY. Okay, it's not a big deal. Um, I'm, I'm bummed that I'm not going to be going on the TDY because it sounds amazing. 
they're going to Mount Yona in Georgia, and they're camping out and rock climbing for a week. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's that work. That sounds like a blast. That's work for us for a week. Oh, my gosh. Mountaineering. We have two um, uh, level one mountaineer trained dudes in the shop. So yeah. they're going to cross-teach and do all that other fun stuff. And the lead climb, belay climb, like top rope, like all that stuff um, for a week. We're sending half the shop the first week and the second half the next week. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I'm super bummed I'm missing it, but. We have to call in sick to the Raven Challenge. <laughs> well, I wish I could. Or you'll just have to belay down there. I don't think I can belay all the you way just, to Virginia. You'll have to talk them into like a helicopter drop stage. Ooh. Yep. You got to belay down out of a helicopter or a tower platform. I have to. I shot. have to fast rope out of a Blackhawk yep, upside you down go. with with a pack bot and deploy it on the yep. clock. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Well, what else do you want to get out there? Um, huh? I, I don't know. Is there anything else I need to get out there? I don't know. Like that's why I'm asking you if there's anything else you want to get out there. I think I'm good. Like favorite favorite snack? Favorite snack? I really don't have a favorite snack. I, I like them all. You like all the snacks? Yep. I'm a snack kind of guy. Um, maybe proteins like a beef jerky. Ooh, beef. Like, I do you know what my favorite snack is? Steak. That's what it is. Okay. What's your favorite like in the car road snack? Like you're driving somewhere. What's your favorite road snack? Uh, I would have to probably say. Cross between sunflower seeds, That's my and right, right now it's probably preples. pretzels. 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 Come. Pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-
come up with, I'd I, like try and say weird things to make it sound like I wasn't saying um every five that's right. minutes. You did do the Kim Warfare, didn't you? Yeah. Now, I do have a very important question for you since you did Kim Warfare. Okay. All right. Do you play Call of Duty? Uh, I used to play Call of Duty a lot. I haven't played any like the new stuff. Like the most recent stuff that I play is probably Modern Warfare. You got to do the too. recent because you got to kill the chemist. Ooh, the chemist. Yeah, yeah, What's he trying to cook up? Well, you know what? The radiation zone, that's what he's cooking up. Ooh, so <laughs> he's not only a chem guy, he's also a radiological there guy. There you go. There you go. You got to take that dude out. Fair enough. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we've been we've been talking for a while, so yeah, we we'll go ahead and we'll sign this one off. Peace out, everybody. We will talk to everybody later. Maybe we'll do a recap for, like, we'll do a part two on the way home to see how many impacts that Adam made. Y'all just thank my sponsors. And how well, yeah, go ahead, text his mom, tell him thank you. Go ahead, let Visa know, Visa Chase MasterCard, how much we appreciate. Don't forget the Plasma Center too. Dude, don't even even (laughs) hate on me. I was there yesterday, all right? I was there yesterday. $50 is $50. It was $120. Oh, dang. It was $120 week this week. I got the Good low sir. rate. Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> it's because you live in Pace. It is not the place for plasma, apparently. All right, everybody. We'll, we're going to sign this off. We'll pick it up when uh, when we're done with the match. All right, guys. Tune in. Appreciate you guys. Find us on all the socials. Do all the good things. See you on the range. Have a good one. Make good decisions. <laughs>